another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. I'm your host, Phil, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast as we sort of conclude our discussion. Of course, the characters from the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, but we're also, you know, um, big players in the uh, young adult novels, prequel books uh, that were written by uh, J.M. Lee. The Fires of Resistance, as I like to call these discussions. So, of course, with me is Sydney. Hello. Hello. I'm very excited to talk about Gurjin. Um, he's, you know, brave Gurjin, bold Gurjin, sweet Gurjin. We got to give him all the titles that he didn't get from Agra at first. I know. It was such a weird thing where it's like, yeah, I, I know it's probably played for laughs or not, you know, the humor that, yeah, she, she just referred to, to Gurjin. It's just, yeah, he's just gurgin sort of thing and but i did love like yeah later on in, in the show i think it was episode well i think it was actually the next episode episode six he gets the the bold gurgin name springs about so it's a bit nice like that yeah 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 it made it made for a cool little moment i guess you could think about you know parallel with lord of the rings you know with, with samwise how eventually he sort of got coined the the samwise the brave of sorts so yeah and they did kind of want us to think of Gurjin as like the Sam to to Rian's Frodo a little bit more so in the in the show for sure so for those who are listening you know to the first time so like I said pretty earlier that this is a part three of our discussion so if you haven't listened to our first two parts where we've delved a bit into uh, part one was Naya and Kylan and part two was all Tavra. Go on about Tavra forever. Oh yeah, exactly. I know we could we could just keep talking about Tavra forever. Um, so definitely check out those parts. But so today, we'll definitely wrap it up with Gurjan and sort of I guess you know any sort of final thoughts I guess we have you know of all these characters and what we think about them moving forward. You know, seeing what happens. You know, sort of speculate on things that occurred with those characters throughout the show and much more. Yeah diving right in jumping right off of kind of what we started touching on just now the idea of thinking of Gurjin as that sort of sidekick to Rian his Sam so to speak in in the hero's journey I will say in the the books I that's the first difference I can think of right now is that his relationship to Rian is definitely uh discussed and like the fact that he has that close friendship and that they're buddies is still very much uh, consistent however we're focusing a lot more in joe's novels about how gurgen's relationship is with his sister and his bond with naya there's much more of a focus on the whole twins energy the twin essence the fact that they're they have that bond that they're they share essence they share healing abilities is definitely a lot more emphasized compared to in age of resistance when it's he's just a lot more of a, a light-hearted symbol of friendship to rian i don't know what do you think it didn't seem like i guess in the show we didn't get the closeness 
between them two, um, I guess, that we sort of got from the books. Between Gurgen and Naya, you mean? Between Gurgen and Naya, yeah. But I definitely think, yeah, with Rian and Gurgen, for them, their they're sort of, you know, their relationship or friendship, you know, is almost probably as I would like to think, they're, they're like brothers from another mother. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the fact that Gurgen doesn't hesitate to dream fast with Rian the minute everybody else is like accusing Rian of being a killer and Tommen threatens Gurgen basically when, you know, tell me, you know, where's Rian, Drenjin, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but as soon as he sees Rian, he's he's like, what's going on? Tell me what happened and has no problem sharing that as we've discussed before, the, the intimate act of, of dream fasting, he trusts Rian enough that he just does not hesitate to be like, tell me your side of the story. And he shares that moment with him and immediately empathizes with him. And like their brotherly bond is definitely highlighted more in the show. Whereas in the books, it's implied that they have a closeness, but we don't get to see it as much in action. And in the show, it's implied that there's a closeness with Naya but we don't get to see it as much in action. It's like the opposite. It's like a mirror thing happening. But I think it comes down to, as with everything else, like who's telling the story and who we are focusing on. In Age of Resistance, we're focusing on Rian and in Flames of the Dark Crystal and in the, the other novels leading up, we're much more focusing on Naya. It's her side of the story. So I guess it's another one of those situations where the the changing narrator affects how each characters are, per- are portrayed. Each character is portrayed. Of course, you know, there's going to be spoilers for the books uh, for those who are sort of, you know, <laughs> listening in. Um, if you haven't read those books, definitely check them out. But I think we sort of have to compare between Gurgen, you know, with the books compared to the show. Because, I mean, like with, with the books, for example, with Gurgen, I mean, yeah, you would definitely get the emphasis, you know, of them, the brother, the sister, and that they're, they're connected. And the Skeksis are sort of been thinking about, you know, getting twin essence and, you know, doing all those kind of experimentations. It's a huge part of the story. It's a huge part of the, like, the driving conflict is the fact that the Skeksis are so fascinated and fixated on the fact that there's twin Gelfling. And it's not addressed at all in Age of Resistance. Like the, the Skeksis have no... It's like they don't even know that there are even twins at all. Whereas in the books, it's it's kind of made to seem like that's their main... <laughs> like we need to get those two. We need to get those two so we can get the extra powerful twin essence. And even in the the moment when we're focusing on sort of the, the sequence of events and the plot points of things that happen to the characters, um, when we compare the sequence of events in the novels compared to the show, there are a lot of consistencies. A lot of, you know, we can see, oh, okay, this happens where Gurgen, after he learns the truth and Rian escapes and then they capture Gurgen and they torture him. Like, that's all very... For the most part, it plays out the same sequence of events uh, in both tellings of the story, but the depiction of Gurgen being tortured and like drained gradually, in the books, they really make it seem like he gets drained so bad. Like he gets really skinny and gaunt and messed up to the point that Naya has to heal him. Yeah, because I mean, if you think um, like in the books, so instead of, you know, Tavra, Kylan and Naya, you know, they're, they're playing to, you know, get Gurgen, to rescue Gurgen. In the books, it's, well, Tavra sort of goes to the Castle of Crystal herself, telling Naya, go back home. But she's like, nah, I'm going to go to the Castle of Crystal. I'm going to see if Gurgen's there. Kylan's a bit hesitant. He's sort of like, ah, oh, I don't know if we should do this. But then, you know, of course, you know, Naya sort of goes out of her way to the, go to the Castle of Crystal, manages to get in, uh, communicates with the with the Crystal, 
of truth. So she actually sees the crystal that sort of helps her tell her where Gurgen is, goes up, gets Gurgen and manages to escape, you know, you know, flying out through the castle and, and actually, you know, with Kylan, you know, being there at the bottom, uh, sort of at the end of the day sort of thing with the land striders. And of course it got to a point where Gurgen's like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, get any further. Like, um, I think, and because of just how drained that he was, that it was just a, a bit too much for Gurgen. And so his last thing, last things that he did was, you know, dream fast with me. I can, I can show you what, what happened sort of thing or you know so you sort of get all that that moment of their they're sharing the memories through the dream fasting and you know it, it plays out that moment plays out very similarly it just kind of takes place at a different time and i do think that again in the novels there's this a lot of focus on the fact that the drenchen in particular compared to other clans are healers and you know they are super connected with that blue healing light and the fact that Naya and Gurdjian, their mother, uh, Madra Lacid, is sort of the ultimate healer of healers and Naya's training to become that level of healing and healing is like her thing. And there's this whole conflict in Flames of the Dark Crystal where Naya realizes that Gurdjian also has that ability. It's not just hers. It doesn't just define who she is. Gurdjian also has it and she like it, it's part of her conflict and like her struggle with her identity really and what, what makes her distinctive like it does it make her less special the fact that Gurdjian can also heal does that confirm what the Skeksis have been saying that the fact that they are twins does that mean that they're the same and that their essence is more powerful or whatever whereas in the show I mean if you didn't really know if you didn't have any other context that sort of healing aspect of the drenching culture and the drenching abilities is it's really not addressed at all and particularly when it comes to Naya like we see Naya as just like this fighting badass <laughs> like she's really tough and she fights really well and I mean in the sequence where she and Gurdjian are uh, attacking the, the carriage together I mean it's iconic it's one of the, the best parts of the whole series that everybody remembers and and it does it is one of the best moments in the show that showcases their uh, relationship like how they work together really well and and sort of that twin uh, bond however it glosses over all the healing stuff which is just such a huge part of their identity oh definitely yeah it was one of those absences that um i think i was sort of surprised that they just didn't decide not to delve into that i mean i i guess like i mean i can explain i mean not explain but i can understand i guess from a story point that sort of adding that into another layer of you know in age resistance might have been a bit too not too much but just the less focus on that i mean and that that's that's a thing i sort of think about whether that was sort of you know potentially saving all those things you know for a potential season two you know for follow-up sort of stories so i mean that that would be something like i would be very keen if we do get more of that should that ever um come to light so it's just another example of kind of how we didn't get a whole lot of context for the drenching in general in age of resistance you know we um or the spriten yes yeah it was really those two clans were the ones that sort of didn't yeah didn't get as much and it was probably very deliberate for the for the exact reason that those gaps are filled in sort of by the novels they really wanted you to 
read the novels as a companion experience because it takes you to the places that the show doesn't really take you. And, and I totally think that that was a, a smart choice, you know, the, the way that they did that rather than having a repetitive experience of this show is based on these books and it's exactly the same identical experience. Like that would have been redundant. And I think there would have been a lot of backlash against that. But so that in general, the, the fact that they did that, I support it. Um, but I still feel like there are, we still needed to get aspects of each clan's culture represented at least somewhat in Age of Resistance because we can't have expected that everyone watching Age of Resistance is going to have read um, the novels or will have interest in reading the novels, you know, as is evident by the fact that a lot of people discovered Age of Resistance had never even heard of Dark Crystal before. There were a lot of entirely new fans, so naturally they hadn't read the books and had that context. So a lot of viewers came away feeling like, why don't I know anything about the Drenchen? Uh, but yeah, then there's all these other books, and I, I don't know whether it's just um, that the marketing aspect that they sort of didn't really promote you know, those other stories, which, I mean, they, they probably could have really, you know, before the show came out. So, yeah, it's just... <laughs> and it, it kind of depended on, like, where you shot. Like, I do distinctly remember, like, at Barnes & Noble, you know, they did at least the ones in my neighborhood at the time. They displayed the J.M. Lee novels as they came out, you know, when they, when they were new. They put them out on the end and were like the companion series to to the new dark crystal show and you know they had they had like the big netflix sticker on the cover so it like drew your eye and even now well maybe not now now but when the bestiary first came out it was proudly on display at that same barnes and noble so i i do think that it, it sort of depends on where you go like they definitely each individual bookstore branch wanted to display different things you know, but it, I'm sure that varied everywhere, though. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, here in Australia, like, I haven't really seen, I think it's been pretty rare actually seeing copies of, you know, any Joe's book. So every time when I said, I just, you know, get a bit, bit, bit of a smile. So, like, yeah, you know, that's good. Or, or, or just, or just, or, or there might be times where it's like, you know, I might actually just put this book, you know, just cover in front of the other books just so people can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the the cheeky side of me, yeah. With, with Gurgen. So, uh, yeah, of course, in the books, you know, I think it was in the second book that he actually sort of got out with the help of Tavra of sorts. I think that was the thing about his role in the first two books were actually pretty small in in a, in a way. Like, I mean, you, like in regards to having a big presence in, in those um, two books. He exists as a motivating plot point for Naya. Like that's what's driving Naya. Like all she cares about is is finding her brother yes yeah and, and then at the end you know he's like i'm gonna go to the swamp of soul go you know to the great smurf and then he's absence in the third book i think it was actually the fourth one that he sort of calms back into play when he's uh, rescued re rescuing um naya and all the characters um from skeksa the marina yes and then we get a, a role reversal at that point when they're on skeksa's living ship because at that point Naya's the one who needs rescuing in that moment and Gurgen is the one who's like hey I got all my strength back now I'm here to rescue you we do this for each other and you get a really good idea of like seeing their dynamic and kind of like in Age of Resistance where we get to see them be badasses together for once but at the same time then in that same sort of chunk of the story Naya gets injured and Gurgen has to heal her which is sort of the opposite of you know what happens when they first find Gurgen and he's all messed up and uh, has been drained and he's thin and he's pale and they, I mean they described it like he looked really gnarly whereas in the in the show like yeah he looks a little out of it but like 
they didn't make him look like he was to the point of near death after he had been no i felt like they only got like maybe a quarter to a halfway fully draining him in the show but yeah like with the books yeah probably definitely about probably three quarters or you know they definitely described it like it, you know naya is shocked and like disgusted by how he looks because he's just so not himself but you know conversely we also don't get to see the actual act take place in in the books whereas in age of resistance we see the moment where they they torture him essentially so you know there's there's trades there it's it's not necessarily a, a bad thing we saw different aspects of it again they they fill in each other's gaps as opposed to telling the same exact story right but at the same time when they first find Gurdjian and he's like that, Naya has to step up and, and heal him to the best of her ability. And even at that point, he still has to go back home and get and finish healing with Madra Lacid because he's still so messed up. That's how severe it is. So it's interesting that then they have that sort of role reversal in Flames where he has this big moment of character growth of realizing he has that healing ability too. And it serves as this big conflict for Naya. So... That is something that's very, very personal, I guess, to to Naya's perspective and her growth throughout the four books, whereas she's not the main character in Age of Resistance, and it doesn't really have a, a huge effect on the, the story that we are being told directly in Age of Resistance. It doesn't really have an effect on that aspect of the plot, and uh, so it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, I feel like it should have at least been touched on that they have this ability because they are they do sort of serve as uh, i i kind of think of all the characters as like a dnd party you have your your fighter and your healer and your your wizard and your your druid and your ranger and your rogue and naya is you, you need to you need to have a healer they kind of made in in age of resistance almost uh, made it seem like Kylan sort of served as that role because he he was like I made a soup for everybody right like I I made the broth and and that's all we get of Kylan or you know he does the emotional he starts playing the song when they have the funeral for the Almadra and everything so they gave that sort of spiritual or emotional healing role as like the mom friend role to Kylan in in Age of Resistance but I think I don't think it would have taken any focus away from the main plot if they had indicated that at least to the Durantian culture that there was a, an importance on their ability to heal and that the role that that put Naya or Gurdjian both in the party whereas they sort of up to the goofiness of Gurdjian's character in the book would you say like the sort of comedic relief and silliness is like a lot more prevalent in Age of Resistance compared to he's, he's way not as funny in the books right he's no he seems a bit more serious and and all that but yeah i mean i was just sort of thinking about like drenchen are known for their healing abilities i know like a lot of other clans sort of have their own sort of special they have their own um abilities as well that sort of didn't really um get a big focus that sort of thing or or, or not or, or even just like getting to know you know the backstory of sort of the clans and where they came from and i always kept thinking about brea when she was going down under the throne you know when we encounter law and i always keep thinking back at like back then i thought oh she's going to know about all all the clans histories and you know that there there were six there wasn't seven there were six of them and all that kind of stuff that i thought oh you know it would have been would be kind of nice to, to sort of get a bit more of that backstory but then you know when you only have so much time to tell a story you know that telling the story that 
they needed to tell was more important than you know really you know delving back and of course you know you've always had these companion books and all that kind of stuff that'd be like you know still in it yeah <laughs> and thankfully that song of the seven clans book helped out a whole lot when they when they released that one i mean that definitely filled in a lot of gaps for people who hadn't read the young adult novels but also something kind of kind of interesting though is the fact that i guess you could argue that gurgen is still sort of portrayed as a healer to Rian, just not in the literal sense that they have a healing ability, you know, because he's a comfort and like a source of, of home feeling to, to Rian because they have that sort of brotherly relationship. So I guess if you wanted to go with that, Javi's infam infamous quote by now about how the, the different versions of the story shake hands, they don't necessarily all have to match, but if they, they hint at each other, they shake hands, right? I guess you could say the way that the healing ability for Gurjan is indicated there is the fact that he serves as a metaphorical healing <laughs> in, a, in an emotional sort of way for, for Rian. Um, if you really wanted to get super deep into it. Especially once, you know, they sort of reunite in episode five, you know, after um getting Rian out and, you know, just that the the hug, the embrace sort of thing that, you know, it certainly healed Rian up um, a bit inside, I think. Yeah. And it would make sense that Rian for all intents and purposes, Rian is kind of the the character we think of as the protagonist in Age of Resistance, like the the main guy. And from his perspective there wouldn't be a lot of reason for him to pay attention to Naya's healing ability and the importance of that, because it is something that is very personal to her. And I'm sure that if the story had even been from Gurdjian's point of view, if he were more of the protagonist as the story told uh, in Age of Resistance, then we'd probably get a, a lot more indication because he would be the one whose eyes we were seeing through. So again, that narrator thing, it really, it plays a huge role. But also the other two main protagonists that we see through the eyes of are Deet and Brea and they're both kind of blind to the other cultures that we don't get to see very much I mean Brea when she learns things through books <laughs> that were written by other people who lived uh, or other other Gelfling who lived the history that the Skeksis wanted them to know so there was a lot of truth being hidden. And even she, as educated, quote, as she was, when she goes underground and finds lore and she's looking at all the different clans, as you said, she gets to the drenchen and she's like, well, they can't be the ones to go first. They're going to be the ones at the bottom because she's so conditioned, even though she's intelligent and she's kind, her social conditioning has informed her that, well, the drenchen are lower than us. They're like on the lowest rung of all of them. And she doesn't consider the fact that they have this immense healing ability like she's blind to that so indeed is literally blind to all the other <laughs> to all the other clans because she's lived underground her whole life <laughs> like with the library in Harau, like whether it's like the library is just really books about the vaprens perspective and no books from other you know other cultures of their stories yeah yeah and heavily influenced by the narrative that the skexies are giving them too there's probably so much of it that's not even accurate you know just like the american education system for history so much gets <laughs> so much gets covered up and so much gets um hidden and twisted to make certain people look better than others and and so on and so forth that sort of thing really happens in real life and um you could definitely say that brea is a is a great example of that how even she has this very internalized conditioned um 
basically racism, you know, toward the other clans that she doesn't even think of it that way because that's just the way it is. That's just what was normal. And I think if we were seeing the next chapter, what happens after season one, where all of the clans start taking the time to learn about each other, we would get that information and that, that um, get to really see like Gurdjian and Naya show what makes the Drenchen um, inherently Drenchen compared to the, compared to the other clans. That's another reason why I, I always was, you know, singing the song of, uh, I think Kira definitely has Drenchen blood in her because she's got that healer energy. She definitely, you know, how she immediately knows what moss to put on Jen when he's hurt. And uh, my first thought when I was reading about the Drenchen being healers, I was like, oh, because like Kira's got a little bit of that. So at that point, I was still thinking like Age of Resistance was going to be much farther away from the Dark Crystal than than it canonically is. And I was thinking like she's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, like way later. So um, she's a descendant of like aspect of all the clans at that point and I was trying to I still see like so much drenching in Kira and I'm I'm always gonna I think I'm gonna die on that hill that there's a little drenching in Kira no matter when because <laughs> um I mean and the, well that's the thing we we first met Kira like when Jen was in the swamp so yeah you know a little bit of hints of that uh, you know potentially yeah so she doesn't um, have yeah. flap flap wings she has whoosh wings she glides so yes glides you yes know, hey I, I think it's a it's a safe hill to die on. I'm not I'm not quite ready. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. You know, sort of our ideas for the follow-on adventures. So we sort of think about how the first first things we might think of is you know all all clans going back to to the Drenchen. And I'm just thinking about whether all these you know um, Mordras, the leaders from each clan, they all dream fast and sharing their knowledge of each clan. That would be kind of you know just a neat sort of you know sort of get a bit of understanding of each of the clans especially for new audiences going into it you know if they go and go into season two for the first time at least get to know yeah. you know the clans they, form, a bit they more. could formulate their own sort of gelfling run version of their little united nations where they each have a representative yeah. <laughs> of each of the clans yeah yeah they can learn about each other and yeah share. for them yeah for yeah i mean for them to be one they have to understand about each other yeah yeah like even though they you know they are one by the end of the second you know, of the first season you know defeating the skexies and stuff but yeah we know that's where they're headed but we need to see it really like take shape and um I th that's just that's a huge part of what i suspect would define the next season and the next chapter would be to to really get to see these gelfling face their internalized conditioning about about each other and challenge those things together as a group and and learn about each other and and blend their cultures and i 100% that to bring it back with a focus on gurgen i think gurgen would play an immense part in that just because of the in the last episode that whole sequence where everyone's hugging Gurgen and like he has this whole moment where he gets a hug from everybody and like he's the guy who hugs the Aratham and everything it's like he really is this peacemaker Samwise Gamgee kind of character as portrayed in Age of Resistance he's like the big huggable one that that sees you know he's kind of innocent and wholesome <laughs> compared to the other characters I do remember too when they very first dropped the trailer for Age of Resistance and they include that scene where 
where Gurdjian says, do, do, do you have a plan? And no, you're not going to like it. And he kind of has that dumbfounded reaction. A lot of people were talking in the comments about like, I'm a little concerned that Gurdjian is going to be portrayed as a dumb sidekick because he's kind of derpy from that clip. And a lot of people are concerned, like, is Gurdjian just going to be comic relief because he's a lot more than that in the books? So, I mean, that, that's the thing. I, I reckon it'd be very interesting to see um, Gurdjian, like, how much he'll step up had we got more the, the following adventures, you know, of them. It's sort of thing. I hate saying season two because I'm just like, I don't know. Because who knows if it's going to be our, our, our version of season chapter. two. Yeah. Or just the next chapter. We don't have to call it season two. Just the next chapter, however that is. I mean, because he'd have no, I mean, you know, because he was a guard for the Castle of Crystal. So I think he'd probably have some part in being the head of, I don't know, some, you know, the soldiers or, you know, sort of commanding some authority. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that, that's probably one thing I could really think of for, for Gurdjian. So, because, I mean, he knows the Castle of Crystal. He knows of ways to get in. So I think he, he'd he be the one that sort of makes the plan. But maybe, yeah, yeah. The, the duality of the, the Drenchen clan, and, and uh, Joe does a great job sort of illustrating that, not only in his YA novels, but in the Song of the Seven Gelfling Clans book, how the Drenchen have what they call hard talk, which is like they um, they communicate very straightforward. They don't add a lot of fluff or euphemisms to their language. Everything's very direct and blunt and honest. And a lot of the other clans perceive that as being like rough and mean and like um, hard to talk to. But really, it's just that, you know, they're they just don't mess around. They get straight to the point. Um, they're also amazing fighters. They train all the you know, their daughters are not trained to necessarily be um, delicate princesses. You know, Naya's raised to she learns how to use a bola and to climb and to fight and to hunt. Um, she's very physically adept. Like the Drenchen are very sturdy and they're good in battle and they don't mess around and they're tough, but they're healers. They're the ones who heal the damage and who sit down and, and mess with the, uh, and, and really know how to conjure that the healing light, the blue light, they're so in touch with that to the point that the, their all Madra is the best healer. So they have that multifaceted, you know, that concept of being tough doesn't mean you're, also not um delicate and vulnerable when necessary like you can still be a healer but also be tough and that's a huge part uh, of drenching culture that i took away is like that you don't inherently have to be weak and um you know have no authority just because you're a healer and i think that would make that's what makes you know spoiler alert again but <laughs> what naya when naya eventually steps up to be the madra of the drenchen clan herself like that's what inherently makes her such a good leader is because she embodies that i'm a badass but also i can heal um better than better than everyone else in my party and gurjan shares that ability because they again they have that twin bond where you know, they're sort of mirror images of each other in a lot of ways. So I agree with you that that same trait that is inherently Drenchen, but especially present in Naya is also present in Gurdjian and would make him a really good leader in the next chapter. <laughs> and also a really good dad to Kira. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, I mean, that's the thing. I could just imagine Gurdjian and Naya, you know, side by side, you know, fighting against the Skeksis or the Gotham and that, you know... Gurgen's the one sort of you know being authority you know figure sort of you know planning the attacks and all that kind of stuff and then during the battle is like you know Naya's 
you know, healing all the soldiers sort of thing every time they go down and having her own like other fighting abilities because i mean i always saw her as you know she's a bit of a fighter as well um that would be kind of cool yeah and yeah. they also don't they determine that by the end of it it's rian and um and Gurgen are the ones who go off um set off back to the castle like at the end of flames of the dark crystal they determine that rian and Gurgen are going to go try to figure out how to heal the shard um or to heal the crystal with the shard right um because they have it and so that's super interesting that, that he gets that role at the end of the novels oh no a lot of things like quickly wrapped up in in that fourth book um especially well, i guess the ending of that but also like the wall of destiny as well um that was sort of um you know that wasn't in the show but yeah it was very surprising to, to see that in the fourth book i think it was something that joe probably wanted to to do for a long time you know in, in, in the books probably wanted to tell that story and i think you know he's like you know what i'm gonna incorporate it somehow you know even though the narrative's different but whatnot but it doesn't doesn't matter so yeah <laughs> go for it yeah especially since there's the of course he knew as one of the the main consultants for age of resistance i'm sure he fully was aware of the fact that okay these specific things are not really going to be shown in the series so i might as well show them in these novels because again filling in the gaps and showing the things that you know they have to have something that oh you wanted to see that well it didn't happen in age of resistance but if you read these books then you'll see it so i get it again i get it but but yeah the the fact that- i know i know but it'd still be nice to see yeah. it see it visually yeah yeah because i mean the wall of destiny that is a huge huge part of dark crystal lore like and the fact that uh they tell you explicitly at the end of flames that it is rian and gurgen who are going to go to the next step and and try to heal the crystal which we know as fans of the film like obviously it doesn't happen but what happens there? So there is inevitably, like, if they were to continue the story, we would see what happens with Rian and Gurgen just kind of on their own, going out with the shard and, like, trying to heal the crystal, going back to the castle. There is a story there to be told of Rian and Gurgen going back to the castle. And they don't talk about that really at the end of Age of Resistance because Bray is the one holding up the shard in the final shot and Gurgen's hugging everybody. And it's it's very, you know, it's charming, but... And, and, and Rand's got matters in his own hand in his own hands uh, with Deet. Yeah, which, yeah. you know, we see that there's a there's a bond there. Like, we see Deet at the end of Flames of, of uh, the Dark Crystal, which I love. I love that Deet's there. Um, but the emphasis on the relationship she has with Rian and um, that that's what Rian's main goal is at that point is not really talked about um because we don't see anything about deep getting darkened in uh in the book so which is which is it <laughs> is rian going with virgin on an adventure to the castle um or you know they tie them together they figure out hey if we go heal the crystal we're also going to heal deep so it does kind of end the same way with he and he and virgin going on a quest to the castle because ultimately they think that healing the crystal is what's going to save deep and save everybody lots of variants <laughs> uh yeah yeah so the next chapter would have been you know gurgen and rian back at the castle which is kind of full circle for their characters because that's where we met them that's what their status quo was before all of this stuff went down they were two rows at the castle so right back to where it started i we need to see that we need to see that but also one thing i've sort of you know had been thinking about for a while is of course um I think it was back in um, episode six or so, I think it was episode six when um, uh, Naya, Kylan, and Gurgen they sort of said, you know, 
we got to do our own thing, you know, do the fires of resistance to the seven corners of Thra. And I've been trying to figure out like where they would have gone to, you know, so during that time, because of course we don't really, well, we don't see it in the visual context of the show, but I know we do get that sort of story in, in the books, which I, I sort of feel like sort of a, actually a bit of a re- reverse. So that's why I want to try and figure out like in the context of age resistance, where were they going first? Do you reckon they would have, they probably would have gone to the Deucin clan first to try and light, light the fires. So yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you're talking about immediately after the, uh, the battle at the end of episode 10, you're talking about back like in, um, so, so in episode six, you know how they were in the crystal desert and you know, they, 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 they go their way and Rian, Brea, and Dita and Harper going to the Circle of the Seven Suns. So where where would Naya and Gurjan be at that point? Well, as it lines up in the books, they I do think that that it's not too crazy to think that that's sort of the part in um, is it in Flames or is it in Tide? I think it's in Tides. It's uh, in Tides where they go to the Deucin clan and they sort of um, get them to light the flame and they have that whole thing where, well, I mean, we see in that whole chapter that there's that big storm that happens that they have to weather. They have to, um, and the tree being underneath. Yeah. And And you could line that up with Age of Resistance with the storm that, um, the, the storm that sort of chases after our main, uh, characters in Age of Resistance as they try to escape and climb up to the Circle of the Suns. Um, you could say, I guess, that that was the same storm, potentially, that it, <laughs> um, that maybe that, that could line up. Um, that, so those events when they were with the Deucin clan, um, and they do that whole thing where they have to swim underwater and, and, um, convince everybody to, like, take more action because there's that whole conflict with the Deucin clan just kind of wanting to meditate on it. And <laughs> we're, we, we don't want to intervene. Our whole deal is, like, accepting that we're all going to die anyway so we might as well just like get in touch with our spiritual energy here and not not intervene with the with the sequence of events and naya and gurjan having to be like no dude you gotta do something though <laughs> this is everybody yeah that'd be, that'd be the first one and then the second one see that's why i'm thinking it's a bit reverse so sort of thing so it's like they've gone to do some first then seafen because i mean there's no point going to her because they well they'll went to her well yeah, they all went to Harar. Um, and, and, you know, uh, the Molager, um, you know, she said, you know, uh, we'll light the fires with the rapper. So, you know, you sort of, yeah, they can sort of count as one to some extent. And then, so then, yeah, they go to the Seafen, to Seafen clan, try and convince them. And I do think, like, all the sort of the stories to do with Skeksa, I, I definitely think they definitely um, encounter Skeksa at this, you know, at the Seafen clan, um, at Serena. So I think, like, and, and that's a big thing with, you know, thinking about a Skeksar, I think if they're all going to um, the Drencher clan, it would be very interesting if they actually, you know, um, if Naya's like, you know, we also captured a Skeksis as well. And, you know, we captured Skeksar during her adventures sort of thing. That might be very, uh, very interesting to see if that sort of does come into play. I think it would be really difficult to have shown Skeksa in season one specifically because we already have like, they, they needed to focus a lot on 
the hunter and he was the the new Skeksis. He was the new one. He was the different one uh, that we hadn't really um, we hadn't really had anything like him before because he didn't move like the other Skeksis. He was totally different. Um, and Skeksaw kind of has a similar. She would serve as a similar role and have kind of a similar vibe if she were on the show at the same time. It would be. I, I could see why cinematically it wouldn't work as well, but for the next chapter, um, with with the hunter out of the picture, you could definitely fill that that role from a plot perspective, like that type of antagonist. Skeksaw could totally. It makes more sense at that point. Definitely, yeah, and it does make me think. Especially, I mean, having Skex Skekvar as well, um, and sort of, I guess, similar. You know that that Skekung would pretty much take over his place you know why we you know why, why we didn't have those two characters because they, they are sort of a bit similar in, in, in a way um so yeah so i could definitely understand yeah with skexar being the new yeah <laughs> um Skek filling Mole. in that role yeah filling in yeah yeah and then you got skekung Skek filling in for um skekvar and just from a from a cinematic point of view so you don't have too many of the same kind of antagonists happening like all competing with each other like i kind of get it like it's already a lot of a lot of characters a lot of plot points to keep track with but i think it also kind of lines up chronologically as well because if you look at the novels of you look at the events of the novels skexa is sort of the main antagonist to specifically gurgen and naya um Skekmal is much more of an antagonist directly to the other characters that we see in Age of Resistance, but pertaining to Naya and Gurjan, they have a personal vendetta against Skeksaw, um, especially after the events of what happened with Madra Lacid. Like, they have this whole showdown at the Swamps of Sog, and that probably happens... I think a good chunk of that, yeah, in the books could... Yeah, that could happen in the context of the show. Yeah, and, and that's why it's like, yeah, so once they go to, you know, the Seafin clan to Serenar, then I think that's probably the point that they split up that Kylan goes to Spryton, he tries to convince him by himself, but no luck, and then Nia Gurgen, they go to, to the Smurf clan. And I think and I think the big reason to split up was really just because of, um, I don't know, Skeksar trying to track him down, and I think, you know, this is going to be the quickest way to, to spread the word. Let's do this. And it's like, okay. And then I think everything that happens with Nia Gurgen at the... um yeah you know when they encountered um uh, skexar and all, all everything that goes down at the swamp of sog you, you could yeah you could say that yeah yeah they probably have to re sort of not necessarily retcon but to like the the sequence of events would be slightly different because they would probably have to have uh everything that goes down in the swamp with uh skexar and trapping her in the tree and like the death of lacid and everything probably in the context of age of resistance would have to take place like in the next season so after the events of the battle for stone in the wood which in the novels it takes place before that right because it ends with the battle of stone in the wood just like how the show does um now here's what where i'm blanking and i can't recall in the show in episode 10 do we see madra lacid at all is she at the battle for stone in the wood or is she still in the swamp i know i think we actually do see her at the end of um episode 10 like she, she is with um she's at the battle yeah at, at the battle yeah yeah when she arrives with all the um uh the drenching i oh, know i'm like i, I i'm almost want to double check it in a ways i'm very certain but i, I feel like just 
popping up that Netflix. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, um, confirming that because I mean, either that would just be another one of those. Like again, not necessarily. I don't want to call it an inconsistency, but I but the difference of narrator sort of changing different details, remembering it differently, you know, so to speak. Um, whereas you know, from Naya her point of view in the book, she would remember exactly when her mother died and exactly when her mother wasn't present um, because that's much more personal to her. Whereas from a story being told by Rian, he might just remember differently because he wasn't there when, when Lace had died. And he's just like, yeah, the whole, the whole um, Drenchen clan was there too, man. Everybody was there. <laughs> so, so that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that that would make for a really great plot point to go to that because we didn't go to the Swamp of Sog at all in season one, and, the, and we would have to for the next chapter. I don't want to say season two, but for the next chapter, we would have to. We would absolutely have to go to the Swamp of Sog. It would be a crime not to. And the perfect story to do that would be to show that story of um, the battle with Skeksa and trapping her in the tree and Naya taking up that role as as the as the Madra for the for the uh, Drenchen clan and um, maybe finally getting to focus a little more on the healing ability and seeing Gurjan sort of figure out that he has a healing ability as well. And, um, you know, maybe there would be more of a focus on the characters from the YA novels as more protagonists. And um, I don't know. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, I know there, I know there could be that possibility of like all the events. Yeah. Like, with Skeksa actually happens in yeah in the next chapter instead of you know how it is chronologic you know how it was in the books so uh, I, all right so I I have I have I have um gone through the episode and I can definitely confirm yeah Lacey is definitely there so it's like um Lacey's on her right there's a shot of her on her right and then Gurgen's in the middle and Nia's on the left and uh lacey has got the the flag in the context of the show, yeah, she she is um, alive, yeah. But again, this is the Age of Resistance is through the perspective of Rian, really, at that point. Um, for for that episode in particular, Rian's the guy um, whose eyes we're seeing through, and it would make sense that if we're listening to the story being told by Rian imagine you know we're all sitting around the campfire and grandpa rian's telling us the story of the battle of storm in the wood and he would remember it a little differently than how aunt, aunt naya would be telling that story right she like i said she would remember exactly when her mom died and when they trapped skexa in a tree because that's a humongous like that arguably was a bigger event for her than the battle for storm in the wood like Battle for Storm in the Wood was probably a secondary challenge comparatively to her as a character. Um, whereas not so with Rian. For all we know, Rian doesn't even know that all that happened in, in Sog at all. Like, he, he didn't hear about it till till after the Battle for Storm in the Wood, um, for all we know. And so, yeah, like the, you can... That's, like, I've said it a million times, but what I love about this franchise is the fact that there's so many things like that that with other franchises you could write off as, a, you, oh, it's a loophole as an inconsistency but no in this case you can just say hey somebody else is telling the story and all the narrators remember it differently they recall the exact sequences of events as it pertains to them and what they experience so it's it's an easy out and not in a bad way yeah i know there's always lots of little things to think about like you know 
with things of the books and the show yeah so no it, it's it's been really cool so yeah i mean overall like i i think gurgen I, I i kind of felt like like he was a bit of a small player sort of i mean i in the books in a way but also in, in the show um to extent i thought we might have got a bit more gurgen but i think that's the thing where i definitely hope that you know for the next chapter definitely seeing more of more of gurgen especially if he plays a bigger role with Rian to go and attempt to heal the crystal and we get to see that dynamic between the two of them a little bit more like you know as at that stage in their character development as opposed to up until that point in the show we'd only really gotten to see the two of them interact at the beginning um and see that that stage of their friendship but to see their dynamic after all the events of age of resistance would be would make for some very entertaining content i think just wait to see what happens next for these you know all these characters and where we'll see them again um yeah just have to wait and see as i say yeah especially <laughs> yeah, and yeah. especially since uh if if gurgen were a bigger character at that point then maybe we would get more merch and what i think we should have would be a gurgen plushie that you could hug oh yes yeah a huggable yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, a huggable gurgen plushie yeah. make it happen or, or how about uh, you know i mean weta they're just on a roll with their collectibles i mean as we're recording oh, yeah. as we're recording uh, of course you know um you know being in far and far ahead you know we're getting these shows out um but of course um just got the the mini mini epics uh with jen and kira from the dark crystal so i thought that was um they're so cool i love it so much i love it it's the perfect alternative to like the funko pops like yeah it's it's cool like i'm not going to complain that the funko pops exist but a lot of collectors are like listen i don't like that these two extremes that we have are either either this like mass-produced gamestop toy or i have to shell out hundreds of dollars on the very fancy highbrow beautifully crafted hand-painted weta collectible like there has to be something in the middle and the fact that weta stepped up and was like you know what okay we can do something a little more affordable like it's still high quality because we're weta but it's just a little more lighthearted, a little more accessible to people who don't maybe have a big display shelf for $300 pieces all the time, you know? Like it's, um, I, I really think that this was like an answer to a lot of the criticism and the demand that fans have been saying, like, can, can we get more stuff that's, you know, somewhere in between the spectrum of the reaction toys and the big $100 figures? Like, somewhere of that, please. And I think these are a good alternative. That, that's i know that's the thing about dark yeah dark crystal merch is always just so expensive um but i you know i guess it, you know when it's such a you know a cult <laughs> sort of franchise it's sort of you know they, they can be hard to get or you know they have to mark up the prices a bit more probably on you know whether it's like the the license the cost you know like i have heard about um the cost for licensing dark crystal it is a bit pricey so it's like you sort of have to make up for, for that i guess in some way um but it, it, it's cool that weta's um i mean i was i was more surprised you know that we're getting these because i had heard about these mini epics um that they, they that they've been doing um especially with, with lord of the rings i mean which makes sense of course um but sort of for them to delve into the um other brands and especially with dark crystal um being uh one of those brands is um yeah it's it's really cool and uh, again it's sort of you know opens up more merchandise you know possibilities i mean especially with weta making more whether they do make more mini epics of 
uh, some other characters and um yeah like a little agra Ooh, would be yeah. super cool i i know i i will say that was the one out of all the collectibles that have sold out um agra is probably the one i'm just like oh i i wish i got her you know so i think yeah shake my fist I know, into the air curse i know you. exactly yeah. yeah yeah i think she was the one i'm just like oh you know so but if i can get an augur version of the mini epic and if that's probably as close as i'll ever get like you know to you know to to getting like a nice yeah it's yeah. i think much more realistic to collect all of those ones if they if they made them you know because they're like um between 30 and 40 us dollars i think they're like it's like 38 or 39 us dollars like around around 40 bucks and like compare that to the the big old several hundred dollar figures yeah. and then and more than that oh, yeah. even if you're international yeah exactly yeah, um, yeah. especially the shipping as well so, <laughs> yep, put that in yep, yeah exactly. yeah so no no so it, it's just really good I'm, I'm really glad that you know lisa yeah they're pushing the brand with the mini epics um and be yeah, yeah. Hope, i hope they do age of resistance yeah first. definitely definitely yeah i think you know there would be um an interest of them um uh you know for, for all the characters from age of resistance and um and actually, I mean, like, you know, even like, you know, if I was to get these mini epics, like I'd probably just get them and just, uh, you know, put them in my, my, my little office room or something like that, you know, just, <laughs> or just, yeah. So that, that look really nice. So I'm very excited to, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just hope that, you know, yeah, there'd be more merchandise sort of opportunities, you know, for the following year for 2022 for, um, um, the 40th anniversary of the dark crystals. So, yeah. <laughs> We'll see. Fingers crossed. It doesn't look like they're going to let, they're not just letting the franchise die. They're not just like, okay, it's over. Got canceled. We're not going to release any more stuff or talk about it anymore. The fact that that's not happening is super encouraging. So we can only, we'll just have to wait and see and continue to be involved, continue to speak our opinions, like what we want to see. Like we as the fandom, just like keep doing this where we're you know being vocal about what we want what do we want to see like don't stop don't shut up about it and they'll have to listen <laughs> no 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 just keep keep being as active as you can like you know whether it's on the on the facebook groups i mean like the crystal shard or you know just twittering on twitter with you know you know keep using those hashtags dark chris hashtag dark crystal and hashtag the dark crystal because i use them both because you know you have to put both of them there same with instagram you know just uh you know keep keep that going and um yeah keep spreading the love of thra <laughs> cosplay and fan art and fanfic and like keep creating all that uh it's still you know i'm i'm part of a, a dark crystal fan discord now and just like the sheer volume of creators out there who are still just making all the content it's there the, the stories are there to be told and just don't stop man do not stop never let it never let it get quiet in thra yeah keep burning the fires <laughs> yeah lighting the fires um so no all good all right so i think we'll probably wrap it up for this episode of trial by stone i think that sort of concludes the fires of resistance um discussion series so i you know i still had a lot of fun talking about the characters from the books and you know every time we chat about them, i'm like oh i need to get back into those books again and um yeah yeah because that because there is so much more that are in the books that we didn't get in the show and um and you know just if you ever want that sort of you know more dark crystal stories yeah the books sort of you know they're there so <laughs> go check them yep. out yeah yep they fill in a lot of gaps they definitely it's a great way to stretch out the experience and 
give you uh, inspiration points to to create your own ideas off of or to develop theories off of and it's you know it's it's awesome read them again if you already read them read them again if you haven't read them go get them throw more money at at uh, the dark crystal franchise do yes. it yes <laughs> uh so again yeah thank you so much and stay tuned for more trial by stone If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook, follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, visit our website at www.darkcrystalpodcast.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.